Now that you mention it, I wish I would have called this episode Rost from Friends. Oh, because not Because <laughs> not only is Ross from Friends, right? You, we all know that reference, but it's also an artist, and he makes really good music, too. <laughs> and whenever I tell somebody, hey, have you listened to Ross from Friends? They're like, wait, what? He makes music? I'm like, no, 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 no. The name of the artist is Ross from Friends. And they're like, huh? And then that's where the conversation usually ends. I I quit the show. I can't, I can't do this to Welcome to Cattles of Runeterra, episode 95. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hatch. Yes, the, your favorite duo that can stretch out five seconds into about 40. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is a skill. Uh, we're back and we're getting ever close to the episode 100 number, even though we have more than 100 episodes. I think we have like 120 something episodes, um, but these are the numbered ones. So, you know, it's still a milestone we'll get to and we'll point it right, out. Right, right. Like, it's not 100 until the episode says like 100. It doesn't matter how many yeah. we've recorded. Until this is a triple digit, we're, we're not at triple digits. <laughs> exactly. And the fact that we've done housekeeping in every one of those, it's not going to stop now. Why, why would we? Uh, Where is it? Where is everywhere. housekeeping? At top, at the top, everywhere. Mm, you can listen to us. You can send us an email at the common email at podcastcore at gmail.com. Visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info. And I recently just reconfigured that so it's easier to find exactly what you're looking for. So uh, we're on all the platforms. So pick the one you prefer, go to that one, support that one, or support them all because that helps us with discoverability. Some of you have been listening on YouTube or at least following us on YouTube, which has been great for discovery there. So we appreciate that. And then leave a like and a comment. Uh, we would appreciate to hear your feedback. Uh, but the easiest way how we've made it this far is you using word of mouth and telling at least one friend to learn about the benefits of child labor by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. Yes, the survival of everyone. Right. What, but what if, what if I want to kill people? <laughs> I'm happy you said that after I mentioned child labor. So, <laughs> kill them all. <laughs> so, you know, one note at top. So, we're talking about Cain today, the child of shadows. And the thing we want to mention is Cain came alongside a lot of other cards, which are also very important. But today, we're just focusing on him because he has enough to cover himself. Uh, and this is going to be one of the rare cases where, you know, it's a solid story, but it's very bare bones, very vanilla, uh, still important to the grand scheme of things. In later episodes, we're, we'll go into the Darkened Weapon cards and then also the Cultist cards uh, in a separate episode. So hold us to that. We'll get there. Just not now. But as always, we're going to start with the spell for this episode. That's right. And as far as with the spell, today we're going to go with Momentous Choice. All right. And... Uh, as we kind of spoke earlier, we're going to get into like the equipments and stuff later, but this is a spell that is like borderline like necessary as far as for equipment decks, but it's also very nice to have uh, as far as like any combat trick is always going to be nice to have. So the momentous choice is a one mana burst speed spell and it's given ally plus one plus zero 
or zero plus one this round. If you have equipped an ally this game, play a copy of me on the same target. Uh, so with this one, it is just a kind of a one mana, uh, a one mana combat trick for either health or attack. And like, if you haven't played an equipment, it is just that plus one. But if you've played an equipment, uh, it ends up being plus two plus zero or plus zero plus two, which is very nice to have as far as like keeping something alive or ensuring that you get the kill on a trade. Um, so that's really nice. But it's really cool that this one is like it's a copy effect instead of it just changing the amount if you've equipped something. So it does have a bit of flexibility, not only in the choice of what you uh, want the spell to do, but has that nice little added benefit of since it's copying, it can kind of squeeze into some decks that probably wouldn't really be looking at it the same way as other decks. So like less of a combat trick and more is something to like level up uh, like a Seraphine or to really have like some karma shenanigans going on. Um, so the card is like fun in that regard. But what's really fun about this card is how well it plays into Kane's uh, story and which we... Uh, the story that we'll get into in another episode, spoilers, but the, you know, with the flavor text on it, the, it gives us a bit of a background with the darken. So here we have angry tears streamed down June's face as she surveyed the bodies littering the ground. She had failed them. She had failed her master. And now only one choice remained. And that just kind of just gives you everything you need to know about the Darkin. Is that it, uh, it, you know, uh, regardless of if you win or lose, death is there. They're death called is cultist for a reason. It's cultist for a reason, 100%. Uh, and speaking of the cultists, let's talk about one of these cultists. Uh, so we're going to hop to our follower, and I, I've chosen today the, the Forsaken Bakai. Uh, so this is a one mana. 2-1 creature, and it has on the play, predict, if you pick a Darken or an equipment, grant me plus one, plus one. Uh, as far as, like, actually getting the payoff on this card to make it a one mana 3-2, that's not something that's, uh, in the current play, is going to be something that you see a lot, because there's just, frankly, not enough equipments and, well... More specifically, there's not enough Darken. There's there's probably enough equipment to where you could like flood a deck with equipment and find this uh, to get that bonus, but you don't want to be flooding your deck with equipments because nothing sucks more than having like four equipments in hand. How can I hold all these equipments? A lesson but, you learn early in Magic the Gathering. <laughs> oh yeah, you you learn that real early. Uh, uh, shout out to all the green, white aura players out there. <laughs> I, I feel your pain, my brothers. Uh, so, uh, so once there's more darken, like this card is going to be even even better than it is right now. But like the predict is nice. Like being able to control the top of your deck is always good. Uh, now the flavor on this though is very important. Uh, to Kane specifically, because we get background on the character that is the Forsaken Bakai here. And 
Uh, I'll read it right now. In his hand, he clutched a braided belt, a gift from his friend Rost before their ascension ceremony. But even as his revered, as he revered the Darkens' power, he harbored a secret resentment in his beastly heart. Uh, so Rost mm, is a little bit of an important character for Kane's story. <laughs> Just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, should we should we spoil it now, or should we just get into that later? We'll, we'll get into it later. Um, okay, but we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll hop so, we'll hop into the bit that leads us to that point. So now. one, remember the name <laughs> Rost, and then once we talk about Rost, just know that this cuddly little cultist is Rost's friend <laughs> from back in the day. <laughs> So let's talk about the Child of Shadows himself, Kane. If you play League of Legends, you're familiar with the terror that he brings. And as a jungler, it's a nightmare. Um, but we start off with Shada Kane, which is a great name, by the way. It's super cool. Very edgy, but not too edgy. Uh, he has a badass name. <laughs> he has a badass name. And he's originally, like Riven, born in Noxus and conscripted as a child soldier. Like Riven. <laughs> and during the Borum Darkwill regime. So if you've noticed, we have a lot of Noxus episodes. In most of those episodes, we reference Borum Darkwill because he's a hilarious figure. And by hilarious, we mean dictator. Um, but <laughs> it, go listen to those episodes to give you more background on Noxus. It's one of the spaces that we don't have as much content as the rest of our stuff, even though we have a lot of stuff out there. Uh but it'll give you a good basis to understand just by hearing his name what environment yeah, and, you're dealing and with. And if you like, if you haven't really been here and you're kind of confused on the Borum Darkwill, uh, Draven, Darius, Swain, those three episodes, we probably go into it the most there. Exactly. So after the Battle of uh, Placidium, or at the Placidium of Navori, which is something we've talked about again in our Ionian episodes. Uh, the invaders discovered they could exploit the Ionian compassion because most of Ionia, uh, they would rather not fight. They want to talk it out kind of thing. Uh, but when dealing with Noxus, it's a different situation uh, as any other society could tell you. And there's an attack after this point on the province of Barl with Cain reluctantly on the front lines with other children in his situation. And he shows no fear uh, in his, you know, as a child soldier, which is not good. That already gives you a mental state we're dealing with. And he originally had a sword that was bigger than his body. He couldn't really wield it at any point. He ditches that and he decides to pick up a sickle, which obviously that's foreshadowing, right? And he decides to do the devil's work, as we like to call it. And in the Noxian wake of this you know, attack, there's dead farmers, hunters, and even Vestaya. And remember, Vestaya are rare. Um, but in none of these categories do you see soldiers or people deserving of death. So this is obviously something that's meant to send a message instead of actually being strategic in any manner. And, and that really is like plays into like things that we cover in our Swain and our Irelia episode as far as like what the Noxus invasion is like. This just kind of gives us more of a down on the front line look of what it was like. Um, uh, which is like, you know, just morally bad for both sides because it's not like, you know, the Noxians just came in and slaughtered a bunch of Ionians. And no, now we learn that the Noxians sent a bunch of children off to their deaths 
so they could come in and slaughter a bunch of Ionians. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no wonder Irelia was kind of pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and if you listen to that episode, we gave plenty of reason as to why Irelia was pissed. But, yeah, no, no, they, there's plenty of reason to be pissed here. Uh, and, uh, I mean, at the very least, I guess this is... Uh, the uh, the silver lining here is that it's a little bit better than just hearing about Kane being an orphan in a gutter. Instead of close, instead of an orphan in a gutter, he's an orphan on a battlefield. You know what? We'll we'll take it. We'll take it. Small victories. <laughs> so, two days after this attack, Zed of the Order of the Shadow at this point, arrives to investigate. We explain that in our Zed, in our Shen episode, essentially how that order operates. And we'll get back there, you know, in, in a few episodes. And by a few, I mean probably a couple hundred. But <laughs> they go to investigate, <laughs> and us. Zed knew that this attack, you know, he got the message. He was like, there's no strategic advantage for this attack. They essentially went to a town, destroyed it, just so we knew they meant business. And while he's there, he notices this mud-covered 10-year-old. So we get an age. Uh, and he's covered in blood and holding a sickle ready to attack Zed, of all people. And Zed, you know, him being a wise one, notices the dark potential in this child and welcomes him with open arm into the Order of Shadows, which is very counter uh, to uh, what Shen would have done, right? And what Shen would have tried to save or teach this child. Not Zed. Zed, is, Zed has a different mission, as we know from his episode. Yeah, so once again, we have a child sent off to slaughter who was not afraid to be slaughtered and, in <laughs> fact, relished in the slaughter. And now the child is recognized by Zed, which if you've listened to those episodes, if, you're, if you are impressing Zed, it's not because you're a good person. <laughs> so this is a strong start. <laughs> We once again end up at the, uh, if you find yourself saying, they like me for real, for real, <laughs> you're in a dark place. <laughs> Shut up. So <laughs> we move on. And Cain uh, is now at the temple. He's now studying and he's a quick learner. Um, and he can use, you know, any weapon. He prefers uh, not using weapons sometimes. He likes to get his hands dirty. Uh, and then in... In addition to that, he also doesn't like wearing armor. Uh, he likes to use the shadows and the shadow arts uh, to attack his enemies swiftly. And part of this is because he has a sort of reverence for Zed's abilities and wants to ultimately take his place. And as he performs, he's accelerating through the program because he's a broken person. Uh, but his name spreads and so does his arrogance and his goal officially becomes to be better than Zed. And Zed knows this. It's kind of like uh, the Sith relationship type thing. I think that's probably the best um, other media to draw it from is a Sith Lord wants his apprentice to ultimately kill him to take the order. That's the whole point of the hate driving things, right? Yeah. Driving the machine forward. You stole my comparison. How dare oh, you? I'm sorry. Great no, minds, no, no, great I, minds, I mean, great minds. Great minds. But I, I, I mean, it, it, it's the perfect analogy, though, because it's like, no, like the goal is to raise you up to be someone that can take my place. Um, and if you can take my place, you should be able to kill me. And if I can kill you, it means you're not strong enough to take my place. And that's the kind An of relationship program. that these two have. Yeah. <laughs> Soccer clubs. Pay attention. 
<laughs> if you want to get better scouting, pay attention. <laughs> now that's how the U.S. can get a World Cup. <laughs> so then we get to his final test, right? To prove his worth. And, you know, we find out that there is a Noxus program, Dig Finding Weapons, uh, Dangerous Weapons, and they unearth a darkened weapon in Noxus. And the reason they know about this in Ionia is because they're some of the top scouts. You know, this is including Damasia. They're just good at what they do. Um, they're ninjas for a reason. And in Noxus, they want to stop it from being used or that from them finding out how to use it against Ionians because it outclasses a lot of Ionian magic. And a reasonable-minded soldier would go on this quest and try to destroy the living weapon, right? <laughs> living weapons are bad. I don't care what media you like. They're usually a bad deal. Um, but Kane decides to take Rost for himself. Or is it Rouse? Uh, How are we pronouncing it? I forgot. Uh, Rost. I'm done with Rost. Rost. Yeah, let's go with yeah. Rost. Yeah. So, and, and if you were listening, there's Rost. Uh, unfortunately, we don't get at this point his furry little friend, but we <laughs> we we are pulling up Rost and and yeah, again, like living weapons always bad. Yeah, never good. <laughs> but the story does not end with Rost being destroyed here. So well, yeah, what what happens to Rost? Yeah, I mean he touches it, which is the first mistake. He touches the living weapon and he becomes corrupted. And Rost kind of plans to take this impressive host. He's like, oh shit, this guy's legit. He wants to take the body for himself. But as this usually goes with possession, uh, Kane has other plans, and he has the fortitude to resist Rost. I mean, he's been a child soldier for as long as he knows, right? So his mind isn't the mind of a normal man with impressive skills. It's the mind of a broken child that has been trained in a dark manner and Kane takes this newfound weapon back to Ionia which is kind of <laughs> the opposite of what he was should have done and he does this with the belief that this victory would impress Zed and lead him to actually making him the leader of the Order of Shadows and at this point I'm like I don't think Zed has any plans of retiring buddy uh, and that's where this bio leaves us off. Yeah, I, I mean, like, the moral of this story really is the importance of social distancing, right? Like, you, <laughs> like this is, it, it, like, nothing good is going to happen for Cade at this point now because he's basically possessed by a living weapon, and it's because he touched it. You know, six feet, people. Six yeah. feet. It's important. Uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, like, it, it, it is important that we kind of re-harp, like, the whole – a Sith uh, apprentice and master dynamic because the worst case scenario is that Kane returns and Zed, you know, reveals to him that he has no intention of retiring. Yeah. But now Kane is probably like, well, that great. Me and my new friend Rust are going to take you on. Like, so it, it, it's kind of playing into that. But um, like we kind of said at the start of this episode, this is a little bare bones, but the what, you know, it's not bare bones. The card. Uh, the card's got a lot going on you know here. <laughs> now that you mention it, I wish I would have called this episode Rost from Friends. Oh, because not Because <laughs> not only is Ross from Friends, right? You, we all know that reference. But it's also an artist. And he makes really good music, too. <laughs> and whenever I tell somebody, hey, have you listened to Ross from Friends? They're like, wait, what? He makes music? I'm like, no, 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 no. The name of the artist is Ross from Friends. And they're like, huh? And then that's where the conversation usually ends. <laughs> I, I quit the show. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> 
I, I survived the pun this episode just to be assaulted at the end. I can't believe this. So, as Hetch mentioned before, I went on a tangent. Kane's <laughs> card is very involved. We won't focus too much on like the details of the cards, but we'll talk about the quotes on each one because there's so many versions of it. So, Kane is a five cost two five. He has that booty. You know, it does what it do. And he has Challenger. And he's also an origin card. And Hetch has talked about origin cards before. And he also is a Darken type. Ah, and uh, hopefully we get more Darken. Uh, well, at the time of recording, we've, there's already some Darken revealed. So excited for that. Uh, but um, uh, with the as far as the card, like he is very interesting because he auto-equips the Darken Scythe. So he's going to create and auto equip uh, the the scythe uh, as far as like an equipment. So if it's the first equip that you played, you don't have to pay the extra mana for it. And then when I kill an enemy, heal me for two. And I level up when I have struck twice. And when I level up, recall me. <laughs> I has so much crap going on. <laughs> yeah. So then he, I mean, we have the scythe that he can equip himself with, which on attack grants you plus one, plus O, oh, right? Right. And and then the level up is when he was returned to your hand, he becomes a zero cost. And this is where we get the fun bit of him matching his uh, League of Legends uh, gameplay because he costs zero. And then on the play, transform me and all copies of me into Rust or the Shadow Assassin. So, like, you get to choose as far as which version is coming out. Um, and it's interesting because both versions are very different from each other. Um, so I'll go ahead and cover Rost, I guess, which is... Uh, um, so if you play him as Rost, he is a 3-6 with Overwhelm and Challenger. And the auto-equip is that he equips the Corrupted Scythe. So the Corrupted Scythe is still the same thing as uh, giving plus one, plus zero when he attacks. And when I kill an enemy, fully heal me and heal your Nexus to two. So uh, Rost is going to beat people up. Yeah. Uh, but So what does the Shadow Assassin do? The Shadow Assassin uh, auto-equips the Shadow Scythe, as well as being an evasive unit with challenge and that shadow scythe will give you plus two plus zero uh on attack so it's yeah. one of those things where it's like either way you're getting a raw deal if you're on the other side of this <laughs> but the most important part of the way these cards are displayed is that it gives us more detail about the transformation process of kane and how he's using both the power he gained through learning or uh, being taught by Zed and the power he gained by interacting with Rost over a long period of time. And we get some details to back this up because uniquely, this is not actually included in his bio or the story we'll talk about in another episode. So on the first side of the card, we have, as another body fell, Cain let out a gleeful laugh, knowing that he would soon unleash the second darkened weapon that lay below. That, that must be a terrifying concept, the second the second one. God. Like, With, you know yeah. what, what? Like, a living weapon is already a bad idea. <laughs> but if, what if we have two? <laughs> <laughs> 
So within him, Ross' anticipation grew, knowing that Cain's undoing was finally near. So what this gives us is that with Cain, because he has so much, I mean, pure anger within him and essentially a temper to boot, the more his temper flares, the more it feeds Rost and the better chance it gives him of taking over Kane. And, and like, it, it's really highlighting this tug of war there too, because the Rost doesn't want to be friends. Uh, Rost, <laughs> this, this is again, It'll come we full circle, baby. Rost yeah, for we, friends. <laughs> I hate you so much. But, <laughs> You've become but, but, what you hate. <laughs> he has come to do the dirty work. Uh, but, <laughs> but, you know, like, this, Rost, this is, we keep harping on this the Sith relationship yeah. because it is important to point out that this is a constant struggle, a constant battle. This is not Naruto, all right? <laughs> Kane is not busting out uh, talk no jutsu and, <laughs> to beat Rost, all right? Like, he's... Like he is fighting for his life, yeah. and Rost is also fighting for Kane's life. <laughs> so it, like that—that's definitely like highlighted here. But then, when we get like the flipped Kane, so the Kane in your hand has a different text than like the other Kanes, and like this one kind of gives like you know kind of more of a look of like what is going on in like Kane's head as far as like with the fighting is like he's more on the losing end. Um, and uh, so a fierce and sudden flash of anger overwhelmed Cain, and a terrible searing pain passed behind his eyes, bringing him to his knees. Rost's triumphant laughter echoed all around him, mocking and merciless. He had known this day would come, the day he would finally prevail or lose himself to the darken. Uh, so, so yeah, like, you know, it's not like Kane is enjoying this, right? (laughs) (laughs) Despite all of the maniacal laughter and all of the smiling, Kane is not having a good time. (laughs) Yeah. And this then takes us into the other cars we mentioned. Like we said, we hope you're keeping up with this. It's a lot, right? It's almost its own story in itself. But when you choose the Rost version... It's Ross let out a triumphant howl. Years of waiting, yearning, and now he was finally free. He lifted Zolani or Zolani's blades and put them to his tongue. Savoring the taste of fresh blood, he closed his eyes in bliss and a smile crept across his face for the first time in millennia. The reaping had begun. So, so yeah, you know, Ross, totally a good guy. Uh, but <laughs> the... Uh, it is interesting here because we get another name, which is the Zolani. Uh And we know nothing about Zolani as far as at this point, like this first time that we're hearing it. But Zolani is connected to the Darkin weapons. So Zolani has some connection to creation of living weapons. So that this is definitely something as far as like when we're growing that world that we get very interested in is who the hell is Zolani. Uh But again, you know... There is another version of Kane because that is a uh, that's Rost. What about the Shadow Assassin? So, <laughs> it would, with that flip, so when Kane wins the fight, its tremendous power flowed through his veins. Freed from the Darkens' influence, the full power of the shadows was his to command. Kane laughed, slipping into darkness, and emerged a moment later, only to silently slit the throat of the guard before him. So, like, we. 
it's kind of weird because if like Kane wins, it's not so much that Rost like it loses all of his power. Like Kane wins and he's just tapping into Rost, yeah. but he's tapping into it to control his shadow magic that he learns from Zed. Um, and like feeding into that instead of feeding it into his scythe. So we, this kind of symbiotic relationship that they have is just absolutely wild. And the fact that it's constantly changing is what's fun because like, it's kind of like when we're talking about jinx, uh, you know, like it's that idea of like, which cane are we going to see today? (laughs) Who knows? Kane doesn't even know. (laughs) And the, so we're not finished by the way. So the two weapons that come alongside these also have additional details. So for when Rost wins, right, we have the Corrupted Scythe saying, as Cain yielded his spirit to the Darken, his anger subsided and an unbearable emptiness was left in its place. The young warrior was gone, only Rost remains. Now, the reason I focused and emphasized that word is because if you've listened to our Evelyn episode and our conversations we've had about like Ari, Evelyn, um, and Elise, that has more meaning than you think for us specifically. But then you have his shadow scythe. And what does his shadow scythe say? Uh, so the shadow scythe is that Cain's anger grew into a fearsome blaze. Oh, God. I, oh, no. Nah, sorry, computer issues. Okay. Technical issues. I, fearsome blaze amidst Ross' furious screams. The darkens hold on the shadow warrior burned away. And when Cain rose to his feet, he knew the full power of the darken was his to command. Uh, so, yeah, like, the, it's this constant, like, tug of war of, like, who's going to control the body. But their power is going together. Like, it, it, it's absolutely wild as far as just having this constant back and forth. Yeah, props to people who made the cards because <laughs> they, they, I'm sure there's a lot of confusion on, like, what goes where, what are we trying to represent for which part of all these 16 cards that are just one technic, a technical card. And it's, all, it's one of the ultimate representations of why it's great we have digital card games because you couldn't do this in a normal card game with, like, paper, Right. Uh, it's just it would could be too much of a how many to manage. F- could you imagine how many freaking tokens you would have to have <laughs> separate deck box to try to, pl- to try to play a play this card, and then like on top of that, like try to keep up with the crap? If like, yeah. oh well, I bounce it back to your hand. It's like, oh, crap! Like, I mean, to- <laughs> but it's a token, so like, hang on, I flipped it right, so. <laughs> Like, no, absolutely not. I'm not keeping up with that. Like, I'll let the computer do it. So, with you know, speaking of tokens, the final part that essentially is a summation that Hetch has mentioned over and over again. Hopefully, we've beaten it into your head. Is on his since he's an origin card, he has an origin token that essentially allows him to be played with other cards. And it says that only two outcomes are possible: either Cain bends to Rost to his will, or bends Rost to his will, or he is consumed by it. Pretty straightforward, and that's kind of the final card um, with details on Kane, and that's where we essentially leave off with uh, this info, uh, but leads us into what we just mentioned is that, you know, Kane as a character is, he's not a manifestation of evil. He is a human child who is put through enough torture and torment and then is put into, you know, Zed's safekeeping, quote unquote, 
um, to become even more evil and dark and twisted so that it essentially hollows out any potential he had for being human. So he ultimately gets to the same point that we talk about in Elise, who was born from evil and Ari, who's born of essence, where he's a fresh shell to be corrupted and he behaves as such. Yeah. And not only does he behave as such, but he also just, you know, exceeds the expectations that of someone who is going to be put through all of that horrible crap. Cause it's yeah. like, yeah, no, like Zed saw in him, like a, a professional assassin. Yeah. And Kane absolutely exceeded all of Zed's expectations. Yep. So it, those are not the kind of expectations as a moral human being that you would want someone to exceed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so with that, we hope we made this a little bit more interesting. I, you know, I, I want to. We always talk about this, um, but as we said up top, Kane's story is one of the more lackluster ones. We always praise their stories. It's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. But Legends of Runeterra, the creators and designers have used these cards to push it further um, down the pipe as far as be how good it is, right? Um, and it's given it more meat on the bones. So props to them, and hopefully we'll get more meat on top of those bones uh, when the MMO comes about which we can't wait for, obviously. Uh, but we wanted oh, to make sure damn. we portrayed this to you as well so you get the full breadth of, you know, the, the content here. Yeah, and this is one of the reasons why we have enjoyed Legends of Terra so much is that we've already enjoyed the stories and even they've shown us that even with a story that we don't particularly enjoy, uh, cough, cough, orphan, origin stories uh, <laughs> like they're using legends of Brutera to give more luster to it and make it more appealing so what, what isn't there to like we love it yes and with that thank you for listening and we'll be back soon with the next episode yeah take care everybody